This episode is brought to you by my clothing brand, Son of Man. You can go check it out. Season 2, we just launched it through the show notes in the description or go to sonofmanskate.co.nz and check it out. Hey, what is going on everybody and welcome back to the third episode of the Son of Man podcast. This is going to be the final final batch of episodes that I put up with like at the release date. The rest of these are going to be coming out with two or three a week after this uh, first initial batch. So we'll see how that goes. I'm super excited for this uh, to be podcasting. Super exciting, super fun, super cool. Let's just, let's just do it. But today's episode is four leadership lessons I've learned from Bob Iger. Now this year I've been doing, well my goal has been to read two books a month and plus an audiobook uh, every month that I just listen to in the car while I'm driving to work or church or wherever I'm going. Um, but one of the books I read last month, which is probably one of my favorites I've read so far this year, and I'm going to be doing an episode on my, the favorite books and stuff I've learned from them at some point at this podcast. But one of my favorite ones has definitely been The Ride of a Lifetime by Robert Iger, who's, well, he was the CEO of Disney. He just stepped down a week or two ago, depending on when you're watching this. Um, but it's real interesting because he's the guy who like took Disney from... It was kind of shanking it at one point, but then he went and obviously they got taken over by ABC, ABC and that's when uh, Bob Iger got involved with more with Disney. He rose up through the ranks, eventually got CEO. He ended up acquiring Marvel, Star Wars, and eventually Fox. So it's like pretty crazy just learning the stories about how all that sort of happened, the negotiations, talking with Steve Jobs, um, with Apple and stuff. It's, like, it's just super interesting. I thought it was cool, but it was half autobiography half like a leadership book and so in uh this podcast we're going to be talking about some of the leadership stuff i've learned um i went through and highlighted a whole bunch of stuff as i was reading it and we're going to go through some of that today um so there's four like big things but then at the end there's also just like a few quick quotes and stuff that i like highlighted but i didn't really feel was too relevant to point a whole section towards them and so uh that's basically the plan for this episode today i hope you guys learned something from it and anyway let's get into the first one now it's kind of ironic, but the first one actually isn't really a lesson. It was kind of just part the end of like the prologue or pre prelude. I don't. It's it like the chapter before the first chapter, and it's pretty cool, pretty interesting. And Bob basically goes through ten necessary principles of true leadership. Now I encourage you to actually like write these down, take note of them somewhere, whether it's on a laptop or on on your phone or an actual um, paper. I think from my experience of leadership and running a business and other forms of leadership. I can see the merit to each and every one of these. And if you can uh, maximize as much of these as you can, I think that's it will make you a really good leader. And it's coming from the freaking CEO of Disney. So like, you, you know, it's legit. Anyway, the 10 principles of true leadership are optimism, courage, focus, decisiveness, curiosity, fairness, thoughtfulness, authenticity, the, relent- the relentless pursuit of perfection and integrity. Um, he goes on to like explain a paragraph of each and every one of these. I don't have time to do that because there's 10 of them, but maybe in a future, ep- I think I've actually got it planned out. I've got some like future episode ideas already planned out. And I think one of the future episodes on this podcast is going to be going into those more in depth. So while we're here, you might as well subscribe to the podcast and we'll go into those in a future episode, but I'll go through them again and then we'll move on. So as you can be optimistic, have courage, focus, decisiveness, curiosity, fairness, thoughtfulness, authenticity, the relentless pursuit of perfection and integrity, you're going to be one heck of a leader. So take note of them, write them down, put them up on your wall, you know what you got to do. And anyway, let's move on to 
um, one that are labelled for when facing new experiences. Now, I think I believe this came from one of the first few chapters of the book when um, he started getting promoted in the ABC um, company. I think before they got acquired by Disney, he started like working his way up the ranks. And he got put in positions where he had like never actually done anything to do with that. He certainly wasn't qualified, but the the um, higher ups saw that he had like the good personal traits, but maybe not the actual like experience. So this is um, what he wrote about that. He said, "Your inexperience can't be an excuse for failure." So what do you do in a situation like that? The first rule is to not fake anything. You have to be humble, and you can't pretend to be someone you're not or know something you don't. You're also in a position of leadership, though, so you can't let humility prevent you from leading, which is real interesting because you have to be humble and be like, hey, I actually don't know what I'm doing here. Can you help me out? But you also can't let that humbleness get in the way of leadership. You still have to be, if you go back to the previous point, you still have to um, have courage. You still have to be decisive. You still need to know what you're going and where you're going or what you're doing and where you're going. But you also need to be open to learning and be humble. So it's like this interesting balance that you kind of have to figure out. And I think it's a super interesting point of being in a position where you're not, you don't feel you have experience. And, and you know, I don't actually really have anything else to say about that. But it obviously worked out for him because he's now the CEO, well, was the CEO of Disney. So be humble, but also lead. Now, the third lesson is something that I've actually implemented into my own business. And I mentioned it, and I think in the introductory episode. But he talks about how he was, um, basically pitching to the board why he should be the CEO of Disney, um, what he has to offer, what his plans, what his visions and everything were for Disney. And so he was working with someone and he started brainstorming this massive list of all the future goals and visions and where he wants to take the company, basically his strategy. This um, the section is called pick three strategic priorities. And so the other guy was basically like, no, you have to just pick three things because when you have more than three, they're no longer priorities and you can't, it gets it gets confusing for one and you just you can't prioritize that many things especially because it talks about strategic priorities being things that you invest capital and time and money and basically everything into it's where you're taking your business or where you're taking anything this isn't just like business specific but if even for your life like what i noticed when i was doing uh here we go the new year's resolution talk but i'm not a huge fan or what i used to do when i was younger I'll just create a massive list of New Year's resolutions like, yo, if I could do this, 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 and this, and that this year, I'm going to be the man by the end of the year. But then what I notice is it's actually hard to prioritize each and every one of those things. You start to lose focus and you just can't put as much time and effort into each and every one of those. So what I actually did this year, as much as I'm, uh, I don't really know what my fans, my views on New Year's resolutions are, but what I decided to do instead of making that massive list was actually just choose three things. And this was before I read the book. I didn't even do this on purpose, but I chose, I, I literally got three goals for the whole year's whole year. And it's not even, some of them aren't even a whole year goal. Some of them's to do by the end of June. And what I noticed was it's so much easier. Like I could name them off the top of my head, like right now. I don't need to go into like a word document or any word processing to see what my goals are. I can actually be like, hey, these are my three goals for the year. And I know them off the top of my head just like that. What's also fun is then you can then go under each of those three goals and not turn them into more goals, but actually detail how you're going to do them. So instead of making the juicy part of that document, your goals and your amount of goals, actually just picking three and be like, hey, these if I could get these done, this would be mean. And then under those goals, 
start outlining, start planning how you're going to get to those goals. And I think that's so much more powerful than having like 20 goals that you want to do by the end of the year. It's just like, I've never actually seen anyone do that and succeed. So pick three goals, whether it's business, whether it's personal, I think that's the way to go. And now to the fourth and final lesson, I labeled this one leading a team in stressful situations. And I think this is really cool because it's not just if you run a business, but I've noticed this and like just, just where I work, like we get inspections by head office, by the owner, and it's stressful and we got a lot of stuff to get done. Um, I don't think I talked about this, but I work at McDonald's and it's like, you're going to be like, what the heck, you think that's stressful? I, I'm not just the guy flipping burgers. I mean, overall, like in the reality of the world, like my job's not stressful at all. Like people got way more stressful jobs, but when you're in the thick of it and I, I'm, I'm a people pleaser, so I really want to please the boss, the owner, head office, whenever they come in. And so I get stressed out when they come in because he's like one of the guys you, you, you don't want to piss off really. Like let's just say that. And so I I find the like week coming up to inspection like pretty stressful. And so I used to like let that stress like pour out and get shown. And so I'm just going to read what Bob says here. And this for context, what Bob's talking about is when they're relaunching Star Wars. So they just bought Lucasfilm and they're releasing episode seven. Um, What's it called? Oh, shucks, I haven't seen it in ages, but episode seven of Star Wars. And they're basically planning about how they're going to do it. They want to play, they want to make the old fans happy, but they also want to bring in new audiences because they just spent billions of dollars on Star Wars, so they need to make money off it. But they also want to make keep people happy because if they don't keep people happy, you, like, you already know what's going to happen, especially with such like a passionate fan base with Star Wars. So anyway, this is what it says. But in general, you have to recognize that when the stakes of a project are very high, there's not much to be gained from putting additional pressure on the people working on it. Projecting your anxiety onto your team is counterproductive. It's subtle, but there's a difference between communicating that you share their stress with them and that you're in it with them, and communicating with them that you need them to deliver in order to alleviate your stress. No one on this project needed to be reminded of what was at stake. So he's basically saying... There's there's a fine line in between saying that you're in it with them and that even though you are a little bit stressed, you know, you're in it with them and that you're wanting to help them. And there's also the other side of that line is saying how stressful the situation is and that you need them to win to make that stress go away. So just have a think about situations you've been in, especially with the team or with other people, about how you can make that situation better by not necessarily projecting your stress on other people as well, because that's counterproductive, but how can you acknowledge the stress, but also turn that into a better situation. Now, there are also a few quotes just like throughout the book as I was like re going through it again, and I didn't really feel like they were worthy of points on their own, but I thought I'd put a section at the end of this podcast about just a few quotes that I found that were interesting, but... I've, I thought I just could go through quickly. So anyway, the first one, managing your own time and respecting others' time is one of the most vital things to do as a manager. And I know I wasn't going to talk about this, but I just want to point, put this in there that when I'm a part of a team and I have to go to like a meeting or I have to go somewhere out, I have to go like out of my way to go there, like literally like hop in a car and drive somewhere. And then it's just kind of like a waste of time. Like it sucks and you're left feeling like, I might just not come back to these in the future or stuff like that. And so managing, um, sorry, by respecting other people's time, that's a massive thing to be a successful manager, in my opinion. Um, If you can like value other people's time and even your own time, I think that's a huge one. But anyway, moving on, as a leader, you can't communicate pessimism to the people around you. It's realness to morale. 
So, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. And the last one, if leaders don't articulate their priorities clearly, then the people around them don't know what their own priorities should be. And now that's going back to just picking three obvious, clear, strategic priorities. Just pick them, make sure everyone's aware of them, you're aware of them. As I said, I could I could knock out my um, three goals for this year off the top of my head. Now, there's also a full like seven and a half pages of just straight bullet point lessons that basically summarize the whole book and maybe even some additional lessons at the end of the book. That I think was a real cool um, idea for Bob to do at the end of this book so I'm not going to go through all of them now maybe uh, I don't even know if I'm going to do that in a future podcast but I highly encourage you to get this book whether it's an ebook or on kindle or I don't know if there's an audiobook but the book's like super cool like just get it you're going to learn a lot especially if you're in a position of leadership or management or even just own a business or he- it's just an interesting book anyway learning about how like how do you go and buy like Star Wars like how does that go down well you can learn about it in this book I'm not sponsored by Audible not sponsored by nothing um, but I just genuinely found it interesting, so it's out there if you want it. Anyway, that's all I had planned for this podcast, so if you enjoyed it, please make sure to subscribe. Check out the other ones. As I said, this is the last um, episode of like the first batch I'm going to upload on release day. After this, we're going to be producing uh, two to three episodes a week based on basically how many ideas I have and stuff I can talk about. Um, so two to three episodes a week so make sure you have subscribed as I said I'm I'm really trying to get on that new and noteworthy list so if you could leave a five-star review that would help me out a lot but even if you don't want to do that hey just check a check a cheeky screenshot of this podcast on your story or on your Instagram and I'll uh, make sure to uh, repost it just tag son of man skate or also I might make an Instagram for this podcast all the links will be in the description below so tag us and I'll give you a little shout out and as mentioned at the start of this episode, we are sponsored by my clothing brand, Son of Man. Go check it out at sunofmanskate.co.nz and there will also be a link in the description. So go check that out. It really helped me out a lot and I really appreciate it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.